At Speedway, we've always been here to get you what you need when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now, any Speedy Freeze up to Mighty Size is just 99 cents. Here, Lost Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. A little bit late. I don't know if anybody's out there wondering why it was silent. Sorry for technical difficulties, you know, but I'd like to chalk it up here. As Andy said, we were, we were having a silent prayer of thanks for the Chilean miners, and uh, <laughs> we really wanted to uh, give thanks for their, their safe retrieval from the ground. But anyway, <laughs> oh. So, you're listening to Voice to the People Radio, and we are 10 minutes late, and I do apologize for that. It was not intentional. You've got to love technology and bad weather, and it's a wonderful combo. So, if anybody's out there, lines are open, call in. As always, this is all about you, so call in with your rants, your raves, your comments, your questions, whatever you want to talk about. Feel free to bring it. Okay. So, huh. the week has gone by. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to catch my breath, ladies and gentlemen. So, for those out there that are listening and those who will be listening on podcast, we're sorry. <laughs> it really was not intentional. Anyway, Oh, man. Okay. And Andrew Woodring is going to be calling in here shortly, and he's the co-host, of course, and co-founder of VOP. So he'll be with us shortly. He's actually calling in at the moment. So I want to check and see if anybody's in the chat room real quick, see if we have anybody that is with us, that bear with us through our our, uh, few minutes of silence there. So. Anyway, what do we talk about today? (laughs) There's so much to talk about, and when you're running late, it's always hard to, it's always hard to, uh, you know, get back in the swing of things. So last week we we were going to talk about Agenda 21. That was going to be the primary topic of discussion, but of course that kind of got stranded and swayed, and we ended up talking about illegal immigration. (laughs) Of course, my favorite subject and uh, talking about all the crap going on in the world today. So, uh, Andy? (laughs) Anyway, just so everybody does know that come our 6 o'clock show, we'll be a lot lot better off because we'll be a little, uh, you know, more caught up at least. So that'll be good. So anybody out there, please know that. I don't like playing catch-up, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, I guess, huh? Anyway, okay, so elections drawing near, of course, November 2nd, and you would swear to God that by looking at all the commercials and reading all the emails and everything else that the, uh, you know, the answer, the answers to the world's problems are all going to be, we're all going to be solved on November 2nd, 2010, because Republicans are going to take back control of one of the houses. Oh, joy. Oh, rapture. 
I'll tell you, that leaves me with a real easy feeling, and I know that everything's going to be okay because Republicans didn't get back control. Now, of course, for those who didn't hear last week, we had a lot of people online last week, and I'm sure it didn't help that being late this time. I do apologize, but I am a lifelong Republican, always have been, but I am a constitutionalist. I am a conservative, and I believe that the only political platform that matters is the U.S. Constitution. And that, to me, is all, that's, all that we should abide by if we're seeking elected office or in elected office or what have you, because that is the foundation of our nation. That is what builds our country, and that's what gives us everything that we have today. It's the Constitution. No GOP platform, Democrat platform, it goes back to the very basic. It goes back to the U.S. Constitution. And if you don't abide by that, then I have a major, major beef with you. And something we started on the Repatriate Show that I'm going to bring on to here as well is a challenge. Anybody seeking elected office, that's never been in office before running in this election, I challenge you, call into this show. Be heard. Be heard by everybody. For those seeking re-election, I know you won't, but please, call in. Call in and let everybody know where you stand. Let everybody know where you're coming from. And I want to test your knowledge a little bit and see if you're a constitutionally sound candidate. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. It really doesn't require much to be, you know, an individual that abides by the U.S. Constitution now, does it? So that's something I want to bring up. You know, just anybody and everybody, if you don't adhere to those values and those rules set forth in our founding document, then what good will you serve in elected office? What good are you going to serve us? And for Republicans that are, are absolutely loving the fact that everybody's mad at Democrats and they're going to they're gonna get in the office and they're going to change everything, 90% of them are all fraudulent pieces of trash that serve no damn purpose whatsoever, that don't give a damn about any of us, don't care about what's going on in our, in our way of life, and our everyday life. All they care about is whatever pollsters and think tanks tell them and strategists tell them that's the best thing to say to get them elected into office. And if you don't believe that, then I, I really, really feel sorry for you. Because people, Republicans are using this crisis, this economic crisis, people's loss of faith in the Democrat Party, they're using it to their advantage. They have no platform. Half of them don't even have any sense. They're using this as an easy way to try to move in, take over, bring power back to a different one-party rule, but it's all the same. Now, Andy, you're with us, right? Andrew Woodring? Yes, I'm here, Dan. How are you doing? All right. Thanks for coming on. This is this is Mr. Woodring's first appearance on the Block Talk Radio Show. We're happy to have him. He's usually cutting it short because he's getting done work now, getting here in time to do the 6 o'clock show. So, Andy, thank you. It's a pleasure, Dan. I've been trying to get on for a while. So, And you're absolutely right, Dan. The funny part about you know, the Republicans being so happy because, you know, everybody hates Democrats now. Is it all works in cycles anyway, and in four years everybody will hate Republicans and they'll go back to Democrats. So it's a wonderful cycle that nobody really, you know, seems to notice that, you know, one polarity goes down when they're in power. <laughs> so the next one comes in and goes, I'm going to change everything, but I'm just going to keep everything exactly the same. So. Mm-hmm. 
100% right. You know, and that's what it comes down to. Republicans are are capitalizing off the fact that people are mad and they can say, oh, well, we're not them, so vote for us. That's their big appeal. That's their big, uh, their big call to the public that, you know, well, we're not the party in power, so don't you want to give us power now so we can do exactly what we did before and do nothing? You know? Yeah, and, do the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah. And, again, i got to go back to what we discussed last week, and it comes back to national security. Now, Republicans being the party that claims to be about national security being their, you know, their, the most, the biggest priority and what have you. Well, if if you're claiming national security is your biggest priority, then and you don't support an agenda for enforcing our borders and enforcing existing immigration laws, then really, how is it that you care about the safety and security of our nation? Because if you're not concerned with 42 to 50 million illegal alien criminals in our nation that are, you know going about their everyday lives, taking our jobs, taking our houses, taking our money, taking our whatever it is, taking, you know, basically food out of the, the mouths of the American public that actually needs it, veterans coming back getting no assistance, but if you can't speak English, then you're obviously catered to and pandered to. I mean, these individuals are here, they're bleeding this country, and Republicans and their new their platform or their 21 or 32-page agenda thing, you know, their modern-age contract with America – I don't even think they mention immigration. I mean, come on. No, they don't. It, yeah, it's just, it, it's disgusting. It's a, it's a sin, and I'm almost embarrassed to say that I was a Republican my whole life, and well, like I said, it's just, you, you lose faith. You lose faith in the whole more of the same aspect, and it's just more and more people out there, like, thinking, well, if the people are mad this week, I'm going to tune in and figure out what they're mad about, and I'm going to be exactly what they want. Because that's what will get me elected. Now, send me money. 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 All they want is your money constantly. Uh, I mean, let's face facts. I mean, the entire campaign season, every other commercial is either vote for me because I'm going to change everything. But I'm not exactly going to tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm going to change everything. Or it's don't vote for him because he's bad, because he doesn't like everything. But I'm not really going to talk about what they want to do either. So I'm just going to keep this bland, like, nothingness going on. So, but if I play it enough times, you're going to remember my name, so you're just going to vote for me. Yeah, and in, with the overabundance of political commercials, I mean, I've seen firsthand a couple of years back in Iowa, we were down there to um, protest Huckabee and his immigration stance. But um, just a radio spot, I think a 30-second radio commercial, I know they paid like something like two or three thousand dollars. So you can only imagine what a one to two minute TV ad commercial costs. Okay, there's your there's your donations hard at work. All right, every single time they go in a cycle and they replay over and over and over again, the candidates are paying for that. But it's not the candidates paying for that; it's you paying for that. That's where your donations go. All right. Now, not all are like this, but we have some some exceptional candidates out there that are. <laughs> hard to find, really, but you've got to open your eyes and look because they're not all over TV, they're not all over the radio, but they're actually out there the people's best interest in heart, and of course, we, you know, there's, there's a few, there's a few of them out there, the true, legit ones that actually do exist in this country, but unfortunately, they get kind of pushed aside and, you know, everybody forgets about them because they don't see them on TV 24-7. I mean, well, who do you like, Dan? Uh, you know, Janet Contreras, actually. I mean, it's sad that in Pennsylvania, of course, I have no faith in anybody running for office. People want to talk about 
Pat Toomey being the God's gift to the world and he's going to fix the Senate, and he's, he's no more than a, a big corporate um, hack, if you will, Wall Street hack, and he does not impress me at all. I have no faith in him. And then Sestak, the one running for him for Arlen Specter's now empty seat, I mean, he's a Democrat, and he's, well, we all know about his little shady dealings and job offers and everything else. So right there, don't exactly trust somebody in line with Pelosi and has Bill Clinton now campaigning for him. And then, of course, in our governor race, I mean, we have Tom Corbett running as a Republican, and Tom Corbett, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the most do-nothing, useless hacks I've ever seen in my life. He's no better than N. Rendell, just a, a Democrat in elephant clothing, if you will. And then Honorado on the on the sec, on the Democrat side, nobody's ever heard of him. But you hear about all the bad that he's done and all the other good, you know, things that have come out about his past. And how do you have faith in it? You know. So I look to Arizona because Arizona, to me, is the state that has really set the trend for the rest of the nation to follow. Arizona is a state that I love. Obviously, we were there for June fifth, had our big Phoenix Rising event, and we're planning on Phoenix Rising two now going back to Arizona, but I look at two candidates in particular who stick out in Arizona for me, both for Congress, and that's Janet Contreras, and she's running, and she, uh, both for Janet.com is her website, and we're hoping to have her on the show next week, actually. She is somebody that's a true blue patriot, and I don't use that word as often as other people do. Everybody, you know, they put an American flag in the car, they're a patriot all of a sudden, but uh, <laughs> it's she really is somebody that has dedicated her life to really going out there and finding out what's going on and has faced the same hardships that we've faced and is actually trying to make a change. A regular citizen running for office. What a novel concept. You know? And then one, she yeah, she's running for Congress also in Arizona. Another another exceptional exceptional citizen candidate, if you will. You know, running for office, trying to do the best for the people at hand and I I really give them a lot of credit. So those are two candidates that I actually like. Um, as far as other states, I've heard about some good, some bad, a lot of more of the same. And that's the problem, of course. Too many of them. So Pennsylvania... Well, of course, there's so much negative campaigning that how do you believe in anyone? You know, if you listen to any of the, any of the media that comes out, then everyone's a villain and, you know... Yep. No matter who you put in, is just a, a pile of crap, you know? <laughs> oh, exactly. You know, I mean, it, it's pretty sad. I mean, we have – got to also talk about two other individuals that made me think. And, of course, running for governor in California, i got to talk about Shalene Nightingale. Now, Shalene Nightingale is somebody that we've worked with, and we were honored to have her come speak in Phoenix on June 5th, and – She's been very heavily involved in the grassroots movement for immigration enforcement and uh, Second Amendment rights, state rights, every everything, 100% pro-Second Amendment, you know, um, my God, pro-life, just an exceptional woman. You know, somebody that is raising a family, is just doing everything and anything with her everyday life, and then decided to take on running for governor of California. And, of course, a lot of people know the name Shalene Nightingale, but she doesn't get a lot of the push because she's running under the Constitution Party ticket. Now, I ask, what's so wrong with that exactly? Yes, that's my computer coming back on because we're having storms up here in Pennsylvania and the computer turned off on me. Anyway, so, and I don't know why. But, uh, so if anybody's in the chat room, sorry. Um, 
<laughs> so disorganized. But Shalene Nightingale is really somebody that running on the Constitution Party ticket, people don't want to give the Constitution Party the time of day because they're uh, just a third party, you know, what do they know, and they're, they're going to, you know, fade out. They're nearing their 20-year anniversary date, actually, of being a party, and as far as I'm concerned, the Constitution Party, their platform, their whole foundation is abiding by the Constitution. Now, I spoke about this earlier. Can somebody explain to me What's so bad about that? I don't know. Realistically. Because it's not a Republican or a Democrat, so obviously they're not worth the time of day. <laughs> yeah. And the Constitution Party, for all rights and purposes, is the true Republican Party, because the Republican Party, in its fruition in the beginning, was this is what it was about. You know, it was, a, it was about adhering to the Constitution, giving more power to the people, rather than, you know, the, the special interest even back in the day and everything else, but the Republicans lost their way. They lost their way many, 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 many moons ago. And I really sound old when I say that, but I swear I'm only 27. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. And the Constitution Party is a party that simply adheres to the Constitution. And I swear, I swear on my life that I cannot find one fault with that. And if anybody else does, I, I would like to know why, because... <laughs> because Something's not right there. So Shaleen's running for governor, and she's actually been getting a lot of attention, a lot of uh, thanks to the social networking and a lot of great activists out there in California, really across the country, you know, spreading her name. I know Larry Brazil, National Veterans Coalition, is another one. There's, there's a great man, a really, really great man that has been diehard, true blue, gone out there and always endorsed true constitutionalist candidates, people that, you know, believe in the Constitution being the founding document, et cetera, et cetera. And he's somebody, along with a network of people like Jeff, Jeff Schwilk, everybody from California, really going above and beyond to give Shaleen the, you know, the push that she deserves because she's just trying to be heard. And as you come to find out by her constant and tireless campaigning and going everywhere and meeting with people that, uh, I don't know, you just, you see that she's, she's getting more attention because when people hear what she has to say, it's common sense, and people can get behind that. People can actually get with that because they believe it, you know, and that's what we need. Somebody to actually sit down and say, I'm just like you. I'm not better than you. I'm not worse than you. We are equals, and this is what our country is, and this is what it's supposed to be, and this is what the Constitution entitles us to be, and this is what has been fought for for us. And I want to bring this to you. I want to bring this to your state. I want to bring this out to do the best I can to represent you. And, and I, I know I spent a lot of time going off Vaseline, but she's just really a great person. And, you know, it's, it's few and far between. And then, then in Colorado, you have former Republican Congressman Tom Tancredo has decided to run for governor in Colorado on the Constitution Party ticket. And with Tom Tancredo... I mean, I got to meet him uh, a couple of years back in Newark, New Jersey, when we were out there holding our uh, the protest along with Marianne Davies, you know, speak for me about an illegal alien that executed four African-Americans shooting in the back of the head, and we were calling on Mayor Booker to do something. And Tom Tancredo actually came and spoke that day, and I got to meet him there, and then got to to actually rally with him at the June 5th event in Phoenix. And Tom Tancredo 
truly, truly is a a hero in my eyes. And seeing somebody like him being such a strict, strict um, constitutionalist, somebody that's really about us, about you know national security. He's not afraid to address the illegal the illegal alien invasion and really go after it and offer up solutions to fix the problems at hand. I mean, people like him, I, you just you have faith in him because he's not part of the problem. He's part of the would-be solution. So he decided to actually leave the Republican Party and join the Constitution Party and run in Colorado. And he's been doing a, a damn fine job, actually. You know, he's been getting a lot of attention because he is a big name. And the Republicans don't like him because how dare you leave the Republican establishment you know? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you don't quit me. <laughs> I know. We we quit you. You know, you turn coat <laughs> you. Please. Uh, there's somebody who is brave enough, truly, truly brave enough to go out there and, you know, just embrace what it is, what it's about, and really go out there and put his life on hold to serve the people again. Not in Congress running for governor. So, the moral of the story is, because, you know, I go on and on and on. I mean, these are some of the people out there that I believe in, that I actually have faith in. And there's not a lot, but they are out there, you know. And I think it's, it's essential to, to talk about these individuals and to talk about, you know, who they are, what they're about, and give them any type of play that we can because they deserve it. And, of course, we're extending an invitation to Shaleen, to Tom Pancredo. I'm doing it publicly right now. We're going to be doing it again professionally over the next week and hope to have as many people as we can on next week's show to really demonstrate that there are choices out there. There are people out there that actually are just like us that are standing up for us that want to be in a position to best serve we the people. And I'm sorry, but there's nothing wrong with that. Andy, I'm done now. <laughs> Notice how I well, I couldn't agree with you more, Dan. Sadly, these people are great people that do not get any play by major media, by the parties, because obviously a third-party ticket still in this country with all the problems that you have, Democrats and Republicans, all the people that hate them and have a problem with the way they run the country. A third party still can't get the time of day as far as major mainstream media is concerned. And it's a terrible thing because you want the best person for the job, not the Democrat for the job, not the Republican for the job. It's not the party, it's the person. So I would have to agree with you 100% on that. And that's why shows like this exist, to put it out there, to keep everybody informed that there are other choices that you need to look at. Don't just go in and click Republican, Republican, All-Democrat, Look at the people. Take the time. Check it out. It's worth the time. It's your country. It's the people you're electing. So that's me. <laughs> Most definitely. And it's, it's very commonsensical. I mean, it's, it doesn't get much harder than that. And then, of course, of course, of course, of course, we've got to talk about... Sorry. This is just brief, but just so everybody does know, because we actually do... We have a lot of people that have been listening to this show, especially on the on-demand feature here on Blog Talk Radio, um, a.k.a. podcasting. I'm learning the terms, ladies and gentlemen, 
because I'm a 27-year-old that is not technologically advanced whatsoever, so I'm learning as I go. And a lot of great people have been have been taking the time out to listen to our rantings and our ravings and, you know, actually giving us a chance. And thank you for that. Thank you. I don't know why you do, but I'm very happy, very, very happy <laughs> that you are. So, seriously, I appreciate it. But for those who do know our story, uh, Ah, excuse me, my friend, my friend Rich, sorry, I'm reading an email actually getting in, Andy, um, Rich, who's actually from Pennsylvania, who is an exceptional, exceptional activist who stays very on top of things and goes above and beyond as well to put out information out there to people that don't want to hear what he has to say, but the CAPS number has it at 38 million um, illegal aliens, and that's true, but the since not all illegal aliens are documented along the southern border, I mean, they're not all documented along our northern borders, our waterways, I mean, it's realistically, no, I don't have, you know, specifics to, to back up saying that there's 40 to 50 million illegal aliens in this country, but it comes down to being common sense. It comes down to if there's that many there that we know about, then how many more are here that we don't know about? And that's what it's all about. So realistically to say 40 to 50 million, I think it's, it's not exaggerating. It's a more realistic term. So anyway, just so everybody's aware, we were supposed to have a rally in uh, San Antonio, Texas on October 10th, and of course the city of San Antonio would not let us and uh ah. sorry, silence. Well, basically, San Antonio denied our free speech and denied our right to peacefully assemble, and we're suing them. So everything is going uh, going accordingly with that, and you'll be hearing more about that soon. I do. I, I tell you all that it's a long process, but we are suing the city of San Antonio, Texas, because it's the right thing to do, and there's no other way. When people go after our rights, our constitutional rights, our God-given rights as Americans, people have to act and have to stand up to them and go after these individuals and expose them for what they are. Now, notice how I'm bouncing around here. It's really, it's really bad when you're running late and having all these problems to start off the show because you have no time to prepare. I do apologize. But Charmaine Maynard, who is actually somebody who is a friend here from Pennsylvania, runs the organization Citizens Opposed to Political Suppression, COPS here in Pennsylvania, and she is an incredible woman, an incredible person who has gone above and beyond to stay active in the community and root out corruption, root out, you know, the problems that people are facing and really giving people a chance and, and exposing the frauds and going above and beyond. And I'm honored to be a part of that organization now. I'm a newbie, and October 21st I'll be at their meeting, and I'm actually having the honor of being a part of the organization, and I'm very happy to do so. And I believe in this group a lot. But a little backstory on her, Charmaine, just so people know, she's actually a Democrat. But she's somebody that votes with her heart, votes using, using her mind and actually seeing people for who they are and what they are and then makes her decision accordingly. What a novel concept there, you know? Crazy. I know. I mean, oh, can you imagine? 
she's somebody that was involved in a home rule charter up here in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, because we have three county commissioners in Luzerne County. And one of them is is in jail, federal federal custody, because, you know, they were, you know, selling convictions for juveniles for cash to, uh, you know, facilities. Judges were being paid under the table. Oh, a whole chain of corruption and a whole chain of crap and disgusting things and all that. Yeah, when you talk about sorting out corruption day. in our state, they're not joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> corruption in Pennsylvania is bad, 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 bad. I mean, we're talking an all-time high. And, yes, Democrats do rule the state, just so everybody knows. They are the party in power. But um, they had a home rule charter, home rule study commission that was actually um, elected by the people to, I, I assume, okay, uh, <laughs> sorry, that... Um, that were elected to study the problems in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, and then figure out a solution. Basically like a, um, a, a think tank, if you will, or, or an organization that are grouping of people that was set up with Republicans and Democrats to go out there and find the problems in Luzerne County, offer up solutions to the voters, and then act accordingly. Well, the Home Rule Charter decided that instead of having three county commissioners, now we should have a board of 13 people or 11 people or whatever it is, that they'll run the county, they'll make all the rules, we'll go through all of them because they know what's best for the people of Luzerne County, Pennsylvania. So you have a problem with one of the three, so their solution to fixing the problem is, well, let's put over ten people in charge because that'll so definitely... Two or three of them are corrupt. We still have a majority. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's okay. So that that's their big, wonderful solution. That That falls into... Basically, communitarianism, communitarianism, sorry, I'm trying to get these words down, and that falls under quite a, quite a big agenda as far as I'm concerned of people that are, are really, really wanting to seize power and seize control and take away the rights that you have in your town, in your city or whatever, and just putting it under one giant umbrella and saying, we run things here. And yes, Republicans... Republicans are the predominant majority of this charter. Well, Charmaine Maynard, who was a part of this, saw how things were going, saw that it was wrong, and she removed herself from this. She does not want to be a part of this, and now is leading the campaign of voting no against the Home Rule Charter here in Luzerne County. And thank God for her, really leading the charge and enlightening people as to what's going on there, because if you think that's going to fix the problem, you are very, very mistaken. All that's going to do is increase the problem by tenfold and make it worse and make it worse for all of us and basically giving people, power-hungry individuals, egotistical individuals, the power that they so desperately crave and want, and then they'll go out there and do whatever they feel is necessary because they have the power to crave. Okay? Okay. So, basically... I I don't I don't know what can be said about this because the whole rule charter is something that's going on yes in Luzerne County Pennsylvania but it's going on across the country it's going on in your towns in your cities it, and it comes down to basically a power grab it comes down to people seizing control by sucking up your your municipal 
municipal freedoms and municipalities and everything and making it regionalized. It's about taking power away from small town USA and putting it into a bigger, a bigger corporate umbrella. You know, giving somebody that, again, is power hungry the, the thing they so desperately crave and they have the power and the, you know, authority to basically control you, control your towns, control, you know, your, your city police departments, things of that nature. And I don't know. We're going to get into this war at the 6 o'clock show on Repatriate Radio, and this falls under a bigger picture, ladies and gentlemen. This falls under Agenda 21. And Agenda 21 is about a globalist movement, and it's something that was enacted in the early 90s, and something that is, you know, it's actually going and being instituted now across the country, and people don't know about it. And it's something that we have to start addressing, and we have to start actually getting into because if we don't, then it's going to continue to go silent, continue to go unknown about, and people are going to get away with committing the ultimate act of travesty and just bleeding us of our individual rights and taking it away from us by them having the power supreme to run us, to control us, to make us in their image of what they want us to be. It sounds scary, but it's true. Again, I may be jumping around a lot here, and it's because there's so many things to talk about. What we intend on doing is breaking it down and actually having specific shows for specific topics. The, the Voice of the People USA presents America Rising show here or just the America Rising show on Blog Talk Radio. And really getting into these issues more so and talking about what's going on, the bigger scale, the bigger picture, and it's something that's it's scary but actually happening. And it's very true. Something that we need to really look at and address, because if we don't, <laughs> we're in for a world of absolute hell, and our rights are taken away from us. People, yet again, say that they have your best interest at heart, but in reality, they're only looking out for themselves, and they're in it to take away our rights. So, back to Pennsylvania. I was asked a question, last year I made about Sam Rower. Sam Rower, now let me give you a little bit of backstory because I know a lot of people that listen to this probably aren't from Pennsylvania, but Sam Rower is an individual that was running for governor, and he was running for governor in the Pennsylvania primaries and had a very big grassroots support base. His signs were everywhere, Rower for governor, you know, and, and really went above and beyond. Sam Rower is somebody that is not your career politician, part of machine problem, he was just another one of those individuals that was standing up for you like us and wanted to go out there and do the best that he could, keeping our best interests at heart. Well, Sam Rower, of course, was not endorsed by the Republican Party machine, if you will, of Pennsylvania, and would not get the official endorsement, of course, because they had their attorney general, Tom Corbett, already picked out for that one. And he was basically pushed aside. And the strides that he made with his campaign, going so far and going so wide all across Pennsylvania, was only because grassroots activists, only because of them. Taking his message, him taking the time out of his life to go out there and go all across the state to really interact with all of us and offer up common sense solutions to fix the problems that we're facing Pennsylvania. Again, what a novel concept, huh? Somebody that actually cares that was trying to do a good thing and then, of course, wasn't given wasn't given even the time of day 
That's typical. You know common sense has nothing to do with politics. <laughs> well, of course not. Of course not. And then we had, um, I don't even know his name, to be honest with you. I've seen him a few times. But we had the individual that's now on the ticket for lieutenant governor, I think is, is Cauley, I believe his name is. Well, yes. he's somebody that we were told before the primary election that he had the official Republican Party of Pennsylvania's endorsement for the lieutenant governor's race, just like Tom Corbett had the official Republican Party of Pennsylvania's endorsement before the primary. Now, we have somebody like Daryl Metcalf, a state representative from Butler County here in Pennsylvania, who you'll hear me talk about him a lot, who is just an all-around great individual, a great patriot, who has gone across this country to stand up for the rights of this country, to stand up for the rule of law, just with all the things that this man has done. He's not just the representative of his district. He's really Pennsylvania's representative, and he's been a voice all across this country. And he's another one. He doesn't buy into the big party establishment, but ranked the number one conservative in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. Do you think he would get the endorsement of the Republican Party? No, because he made the crucial mistake as well of actually caring more about what we the people have to say and what's actually facing us in the real world rather than buying into the Republican, you know, the machine, if you will, and buying into what they wanted him to be and to be their puppet. He refused to be their puppet, and he continued to be what he always has been, a voice for all of us, somebody who went above and beyond to fight for us. So, of course, he had a tremendous grassroots support base, got a lot of votes, but did he get the lieutenant governor nomination? Of course not. Some individual that we were told was the Tea Party candidate, who was this Cauley individual in Pennsylvania, he was the already, I guess, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The chosen one. He was Pennsylvania's Obama, basically, for the lieutenant governor's race. He was the... Yeah, even though you couldn't find anything about him, even as they gave him the nomination, you would look him up, you could not find a blessed thing about him anywhere. Yep. And you would know that well because you were actually trying to organize a debate between all nine lieutenant governor candidates, and he was the one you couldn't get in touch with. You know, he, he was nowhere to be found. This individual doesn't have the Tea Party support, he doesn't have the people support. And, you know, I'm tired, of, I'm tired of the labels about this is the Tea Party candidate. What about the people's candidate? What about our candidate? When do we get one? You know what? The Tea Party activists are great people, but the Tea Party powers that be, the ones that consider themselves in control of a movement, I've said this again and again and I will constantly do so, you don't control the flow of passion in the grassroots movement. The people do. So I'm tired. When I hear a Tea Party-endorsed candidate, that to me is, it sounds just like a GOP-endorsed candidate or a Democrat-endorsed candidate because it means nothing to me. Win the hearts and minds, being a real person, being yourself, being just like us, showing us that you're not one of those spoon-fed liberal types, you know, you're not one of those, those individuals or even conservative types, excuse me. You're not one of those individuals that's just out there, you know, get bored into whatever richness and have a Harvard degree, a Yale degree. You went to the better schools, so you think you're better than us. You're, you know, you're, you're uh, 
I don't know. You're told what to say, how to be. You're a puppet. I'm tired of that. I want an individual that is just like us. I'm tired of any big endorsements. I want the people to endorse and select their candidates. And what I'm getting at, I'm going to close this out, is the Republican Party, the GOP, endorsing candidates before the primary, before we the people have the right to vote. That, as far as I'm concerned, is a sin and a travesty and makes the Republicans no better than the majority of Democrats to do the same thing. Not all the Democrat individuals, but the powers that be, the ones that control the party in your state or in your city. That, to me, is absolute trash that disgusts me. It sickens me and it bothers me. And one day, hopefully soon, enough people will wake up and say, we deserve better. We should select our candidates. We should decide who we want out there fighting on our behalf. Is that so much to ask? Now, I believe I'm joined by Charmaine. Hi, honey. Hi, Charmaine. Charmaine Maynard, ladies and gentlemen, the one I was talking about before. She is online, and you are on live with us. Hello. How are you doing, dear? Oh, my God, you have to help me with computers. I'm such an idiot. Oh, I you got to help me. I get on the show by the chat, and I can't get through. Listen, this is the first time I listen to your radio show, and you're doing a good job. Oh, God. I have a question for you, though, dear. Can yeah. we still write Sam Warrer in for um, for governor? You know what? I'm very happy you brought that up, and thank you. Yes. They're actually doing initiative right now. The Sam Rower individuals that were working his campaign are actually trying to do a push as a writing candidate to put Sam Rower's name. And that's did, you, that did you ever hear him speak, Dan? Yes. I actually was fortunate. I think he's great. He, yeah, I think he's, he's incredible. great. I think he'd be a great governor. You know what? Somebody like him and somebody like Daryl Metcalf being that team in Pennsylvania out there fighting for us, there, there aren't two better people that I would want to actually represent us in Pennsylvania. You know, and oh, yeah. Wouldn't they be great? With, yeah. Absolutely. And it had nothing, had nothing to do with party lines either. Regular, no. everyday people that had, like Andy said, it doesn't go over, common sense and actually were realistic to what's facing us every single day. The challenges that we face every single day were willing That's to go right. out there, put, put their lives on hold and fight for us. And did they get the nod? No. And that, Charmaine, like I said, you know, I, I'm, and this is something that I want to I lay out to you and lay out to everybody. Even though I may be a registered Republican, I do not believe in these individuals. I do not believe in any establishment telling us what we should do, what we shouldn't do, how we should vote, how we shouldn't vote, what we should believe, what we shouldn't believe. We were given the right of free will, and we are independent thinkers. Why is that so hard for others to grasp? That's well, how about Carol Lee uh, Medico-Olinjinski? When she was yep. running, she did not get the backing from her party. The grassroots organization, that. like COPS, we had to go out and really support her, and yep. that's how she got in there, from grassroots organization, uh, organizations. And I'll tell you what, I think she's doing a damn good job cleaning up the courthouse. She's doing an incredible job. And the Republican job. Party wouldn't endorse her either. Nope. And, and, that's, and I'm very happy you brought that up because what I want to do is I want to actually have you on for a full segment one, one week, if you would, because I really oh, want people to. to. Well, I would love to have you on because even though we have a lot of listeners from across the country that don't know what goes on here in Pennsylvania, I think it's important to hear about what we've been forced to face because when they hear about it, they'll see that, you know what, 
they've been facing the same things in their towns, in their counties, in their cities, and people can relate to it. And something like COPS, your organization, that I think is such a fine establishment, and again, i got to keep going back to the fact that you are a Democrat, but you're not controlled, oh, yeah. by, you're not controlled by, their, by their strings. You no, I work with the person, not the party. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I really campaigned hard for uh, both Walter and uh, Carol Lee. That's right. And I don't and know if the, the listeners out there know about all the corruption that cops helped uh, help end in, uh, in uh, Luzerne County. I mean, I'm not going to take credit for bringing everything down, but I am going to tell you this. When uh, Steve Flood, who was our, our former controller, could not get anywhere, he was the one that uncovered it, you know, with the, the judges and Powell. And he could get nowhere with the investigative agency, so he came to, to cops. And then yep. we were relentless. We just wouldn't leave until investigative agencies uh, listened to us, and we got the ball rolling. So and I'm kind of proud you, of that. You, you should be proud of that. You did an exceptional job. You know, and that's something that, again, that's why this story, Pennsylvania's story, but especially here in Luzerne County, it really needs to be spoken about. It, it made national news. All the nastiness and the ugliness got all over national news, judges being paid off and everything else and all the good stuff. But and kids for cash, really, and yeah, yeah, you know, selling convictions, things like that. This is something that really needs to be addressed in depth, and people need to hear about what's going on here because this is something that is being orchestrated. This is something. And you're only going to give me an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah, longer than an hour. <laughs> I need longer than an hour, honey. And did yeah. you announce <laughs> to the people that you are now the president of COPS? I I, I did not bring that up, but. I, I, that's, well, thank you. <laughs> yes, I, I yes, actually, we're so looking forward to you. We really are. Well, uh, I, I honestly, you know, something for what we've done here, you know, and, and being out there on the grassroots level for a few years now, and we've, we've fought hard, but we really, we owe a lot of credit, and, you know, we give a lot of respect to individuals like yourself that have been out there for a long time fighting oh, for God, all of us. Oh, God, stop, and, stop. No, but it's, listen, it's in our true, VP, I have to tell you about our VP. He is a, a, a retired government employee, and then when he retired, he went in to be a detective. So he's going to be great for our cause now. When we get all these people that come to us that complain that the, the government is hosing them over and they have nowhere to turn and no money, I mean, he's really going to be great for our efforts that he can help us investigate what's going on. And it's, it's going to be a phenomenal undertaking. It's something that's so important. And, again, I have to thank you publicly as well, for that honor, because that to me is an honor, and it means a lot to me to be a part of this organization and, you know, to, to be involved with people that actually care enough about what's going on at home first. Because Well, we it wasn't just me, honey. It was the whole board that, that uh, voted for you, dear. The old <laughs> board, you know, until we reorganized. They were the ones that voted. It wasn't just me. It was on my recommendation, but everybody had a vote for you, and you got in hands down, dear, and we thought you would be great for our president. You're a real a spitfire, and I think you'd be great. And we also uh, want to get involved with some of your efforts if we can. Now, as you know, I'm not well, so I can't be traveling out to Arizona or anything, but we can do other things to try and help you if we can. Well, and that would be great, you know, and that's something that we could definitely use here because, you know, we, what we've been doing for a long time, it's been myself and been Andy out there and doing a lot of stuff and fighting, and we don't, we get some people that come on board and want to help, and then they kind of get lost in the fray and disappear, and you always Tell have me that. About but it. Tell me about it. You know very well. Talks. Yep, it's seven yep. years now, and I said this time, you know, that we're starting it up full force again, 
If I don't get help, I can't do it. And it's really a vital um, necessity for the people that live in Luzerne County. I can't tell you how many people we've helped. And it's exactly. sad. I just can't do it by myself anymore, especially with my health. I can't do it. So I'm well, so glad gonna... really good people are stepping up to the plate. And, by the way, I didn't mention his name. I should mention his name. The VP is going to be uh, David Olson, and he's going to do a great job. And our secretary is uh, Casey Evans. And um, and then our treasurer is going to be Joanne Morganti. And we're a whole mixture. Some are Democrats, some are Republicans, some are Independents. And we always listen and pick the person and not the party. So that's how we are. I mean, we're not very popular for doing that, but that's the way it should be. Hey, popularity means nothing, you know? It's no. respect to the people that see that you're staying true to your convictions. Now, I don't want to be rude to you or anybody else listening, but as always, uh, two minutes left, so I have to end this show because we've got to go over to our next show, actually. And okay, honey. Well, I'm going to go have supper now, so thanks for having me on. Well, thank you, and we'll, you'll, you'll be hearing from me, and you'll be in touch, and we'll be on again very soon, so thank you. And I need your bio. Uh, no problem. <laughs> thank you. Okay, honey, thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. And everybody listening, I thank you, as always, for listening, and please, if you would, if you have the patience, switch over to libertyandfreedomradio.net. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I have 90 seconds. We'll be streaming live on libertyandfreedomradio.net for Voice of the People USA Radio. We're going to be jumping over to that now, and I ask you all to please join us if you can. I thank you much. God bless you all, and we will talk again soon. Thank you for putting up with a little bit late and a little bit rushed show today, but I appreciate it. God bless. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. How much is $20 million? How about $10 million or even $1 million? If you're like me, that's F-U-N money, as in fun money. It's take 10 trips around the world in a private jet money. It's tell your boss he has bad breath money or home theater that's better than the real theater money. Ohio Lottery jackpot games like Mega Millions, Powerball, and Classic Lotto all give you a chance at real fun money. So play an Ohio Lottery jackpot game today. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.